Hello and welcome to a spectacular episode of Crap Flicks and Chill, the tits and arse of the film podcasting world. My name is Jamie Ballantyne and I'm joined as always by my good, good friend, Joe Thompson. How we doing? Happy Halloween. Hi mate, yeah. how you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Sorry, sorry for introducing you like some sort of weird idiot. <laughs> As always, Spoo- I like spooktacular. Spook- that made me really happy. <laughs> I hope that's a word. Uh, <laughs> it is now. So, what is Crapflix and Chill? Well, we are a film podcast where Joe and I watch the first hour of some absolute trash movie on Netflix or other platforms, talking utter bollocks throughout before we rate the attractiveness of the cast. That's the chill part, and wildly guess at the film's ending. Now, if this sounds like something you want to experience in real time with us, then head online, select our upcoming movie choice, and listen out for a little party horn in a bit, signaling the start of the film. Otherwise, you can simply listen along, as with most other audio podcasts, and hey, come on this terrible journey with us, ruining your faith in cinema forever. That, my friends, is the Crap Flicks and Chill Gap Rentee. So, Joe, what uh, spooktacular, seeing as we love that word, what spooktacular shit <laughs> do you have lined up tonight? Well, actually, considering it's Halloween, a uh, super fun time of the year, I thought I'd subvert the form slightly with us again. And this time, although usually, dear listeners, we do absolutely watch shite and laugh along at shite, uh, today we're going to watch a film that is actually very close to my heart and I'm pretty I'll be very very surprised if you haven't seen this in fact I'm almost certain you have uh, I think it's gonna be it's an absolute icon it's one in fact I watched the entire series every Halloween so this is a a tribute Uh-oh. to uh, a, a reoccurring regular staple in my life uh, today we are going to watch uh, a certain amount of time which I'll disclose later of 1996, Scream. Ooh, very I mean, I probably exciting. don't need to tell anyone the blurb because I'm pretty sure everyone knows, but we're going to go for it anyway. So it's, this blurb says, A year after the murder of her mother, a teenage girl is terrorised by a new killer who targets the girl and her friends by using horror films as part of a deadly game. Um, that's a weird way to explain it. A year after her mother's death, Sydney Prescott, played by Nev Campbell, and her friends started experiencing some strange phone calls. Dot, 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 dot. Um, so we're going to watch... I assume you've seen this, haven't you, Jamie? I have, a while ago. And the only problem with that is I have probably seen, on average, uh, scare, uh, Scary Movie more. So I'm going to really be confusing elements of Scary Movie with Scream. Yeah, uh, I think so. so. <laughs> I think you're gonna, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, we're gonna watch up until the death that takes place in the garage, garage, garbage. I mean, um, spoiler because alert, it's, but because yeah, it's the you. best one <laughs> and it's so iconic. And after that, the film basically just is trash anyway. So we're gonna watch cool. up to that point and then that'll be the cut off. I'm not exactly sure how long that is, but that's what we're doing. Happy? That seems good. Uh, I'm, I'm very happy. An excellent choice. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, this this was off the the back of um, us having a uh, was it was it an email asking us if we'd ever consider watching some of our favourite films, or at least yeah. in this case, our favourite horror films. Yeah. See, we listen, and also, um, yeah, also I think films. that plus Halloween, <laughs> you know, let's do something different. I do want to maintain though, this is not a crap flicks in my eyes. This is a good film. 
I enjoy this film. It's fun. Perfect. All right, here we go. Scream, ladies and gentlemen. Three, two, one. Play! And we're off. Oh, I'm excited for this. Uh, A, because I think this is very much going to get me in the... Uh, the uh, the Halloween mood, uh, which I haven't felt this year, funnily enough, uh, and I think part of that comes from the fact that Halloween for me largely revolves around going to some sort of cool Halloween party and getting dressed up, and that's obviously like the biggest thing you can't you can't be doing at the minute. So, watching scary movies is the the next best thing. I would say I, um, this start to this film still shits me up to this day. So this is genuinely quite scary to me, this opener. I'm not sure how much you remember it. Um, I also think we'd be... Uh, I know sometimes we wander gloriously off topic, but I think um, we're, we're doing a disservice to any fans of this film if we don't actually comment on what's happening here. <laughs> well, it makes you... Well, for me, it makes me remember, like, those first few times as a, as a younger kid when my parents were out for the night and then... Uh, my brother might be at his mate's house and I was old enough to be allowed to be on, on my own in the house but you watch something like this and you suddenly go uh, did I lock the even front door even that swinging <laughs> swinging um, swinging swing is pretty like scary if you think about it well big so big props to Scream uh, for doing the trend of having like the biggest A-list star in this film at the beginning setting it all up and then bang spoiler yeah, Get knocks off. Fucking really ballsy. They they really uh not the first time it's been done, but it equally hasn't been done enough because uh, Hollywood. Drew Barrymore has recently reprised this role as a joke from her t- her new talk show where she does the equivalent of what would have happened if she was this character, but in the modern day. It's quite funny. You have to give it a go. Yeah, has she? Uh, see, I love when you, you do things as I was watching like some crappy Shia LaBeouf film and be like, hey, have you seen the Shia LaBeouf musical? And I'm like, no. And like, it just enhances <laughs> the, the good this parts. This is a big house. I mean, Joe, we love... Okay, oh, she, she did lock that door. No, this is an example where it's a terrible thing to have a big house. I feel so exposed here. Look how big those windows are. I mean, maybe that's why I feel that more like when I was maybe back at my parents' house, which is a, you know, uh, a a, a detached house in Bristol as opposed to the very small flats I've mostly lived in in London where literally there's like one room in the corridor that you can just see everything, so you're not going to be surprised. Starting to get scary! (laughs) Oh, and they've got a pool, yeah, okay, this is a mansion. He just said, what door are you at? Freaky. The thing is, she's she's also doing the pragmatic thing. She's going around, she's locking doors, she's checking. This isn't like stupid behaviour. I think that makes it scarier because she does normal things. It's not like she acts like an idiot. Yeah, it's not like she's just kind of opening windows and running around outside going like, stab me, stab me. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you'd keep like repeat answering the phone anyway. It, she's already more patient than I would be. Can you handle that? 
I mean, let's just talk about Ooh, let's talk I about the that fact that all of these doors are unlocked anyway. This shows a sign of the times, doesn't it? Well, I think that was a goof. I swear, just before the front door, the door that she locked, she already walked past and locked. So it feels like if she ran past and tried to lock again, she just unlocked it. Right, if that's a movie a goof, uh, a movie a goof, <laughs> a movie trivia or movie goof, I'm so glad I spotted it. I swear she unlocked, she locked that door twice. She's freaking out a lot. Well, I mean, the person's literally been like, I'm outside your house, I'm going to kill you. I mean, I do remember once in in said scenario of being alone in the house. uh, I think the night before I did, as a kid, have some sort of like nightmare where there was like a stranger in my house who like ran into my room with a knife or something. None of it was like influenced by anything I'd seen. It was just a random dream. And, you know, woke up the next day, got on with life, it was fine. But that afternoon, when I came back from school, and I was the first one in the house, I did check yeah. every room. I do remember doing that and, like, just being like, yeah, can someone come home now? Now you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> no thanks. So come a bit. Is he? Is, is he? He's he's in the, the the house the whole time, isn't he? But you don't remember this very much, do you? Like I said, uh, like I'm, I'm. Oh, then you then memories. You of have this film to just are... watch this. This is the most. This is a very masterful scene. This whole thing. Like they are just intrinsically linked with um, scary movies. So in my That's mind, Prince. Yeah, in scary movie. She's going, oh, he's not my boyfriend. I mean, I sure did fuck him a couple of times. <laughs> also, her boyfriend is evidently 45. Yeah. What, the guy in the chair? Really? I mean, he can, he can still be on your chill list for later. We're, we're not an ageist podcast. Uh, let's see if you can answer the question. Michael Myers. Which is always one of my favourite things that the Halloween mask uh, from Mike Myers is a William Shatner one. <laughs> which they just like fucked up. Here we go. No! You're doing so well. We can't stop now. Ask me, bitch. Answer the question. Same category. Name the killer in Friday the 13th. Jason! 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 Jason Voorhees. Full answer. Oh, no, it's not. It's, um, it's his mum. It's Pamela. You'd have died too then, Jamie. Uh, yeah, but I corrected. I got it right in the end. Pamela Voorhees. No, don't kill me. I might be blonde and cute, but don't kill me. 
Oh god, I am Drew Barrymore in this, aren't I? Oh god, that is... That is a brutal death. How did that even happen? Yeah, you, you, I thought he just like was going to run across and like slash his throat, not like spend five minutes pulling his entrails out. Here we go. I got this. Uh, third on the left. Good girl, picking up a weapon of some kind, a crap one, but still a weapon. It's it's something. Oh shit. That's her fault for, uh, for trying to make that ridiculous popcorn. Yep. Buy a bag, a pre-made bag. But now she, now she's got... Yeah, Maybe. but wasn't this, like, pre-that technology Ooh. when they also used to think that, like... Okay, maybe not, like, the 90s, but the, like, microwaves used to give you cancer. Because they were an unnatural way of cooking things with... Whatever it is, radioactive... I don't know how microwaves work. Something to do with radioactive waves. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Radio waves. <laughs> what, is, what is this? A science podcast? No. Shut up, I'm trying to be scared. <laughs> this is a film podcast where we chat shit. Like I do radio that perfectly. Waves. Radio waves, waves, radio waves, <laughs> radio waves, like, shut up! <laughs> oh, it's creepy because it looks like, you know, the Grim Reaper or something. Yeah, it's yeah, it's definitely got that kind of like, it's the mask of death kind of thing and, yeah, the big black uh, cloak. Yeah, I mean, you could just stay there. Yeah, if he hasn't seen you. I mean, famous last words. That's it, get him in the face. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, you'd have to say something really sassy, like, hey, this calls for you. Don't stop, and then smack come him on. In the face. <laughs> come on. And oh, what a moment in horror cinema to do that. She puts up a better fight than I remember, and I watch this every year. Yeah, so I was going to say, you say it as obviously. It is, it is part of a series. Do you watch every Scream film then, religiously? I do. Scream 1 to 4. Nice. Yep. Do you yep, do that yep. in like one sitting or try and like space it out over Halloween week? Space it out. So this is my first and then I'll crack on with the others. Jesus. I like it. I like it because it's horror, but it's slasher and it's also a bit of a murder mystery in a way. Yeah, it's, it's like more grounded, isn't it? It's a whodunit, isn't it? Which a lot of them aren't whodunits, if you think of slashers. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows it's fucking Jason. <laughs> There's like giant footprints everywhere and people in pain. Can you can you imagine coming home and seeing your house like this and knowing the trouble that you're about to deal with? I mean, it's horrendous. Just the most horrendous thing. Oh, look, he's seen the he's seen the guy's body as well. Oh, did he? I thought he just saw that it was just smashed. I think it would be a bit more frantic. Oh, that is brutal. Oh, because he's got a windpipe, isn't he? Yeah. Drive down to the Mackenzies. No, 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 my daughter. Let's go. Call the police. It's really well acted, isn't it? It is. Like it's, 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 it's really dramatic at the minute. <sighs> Boom. As far as horror openers go. That is, I don't like to give things it's 10 out of 10, good. but it's, it's pretty, pretty up there. It's a fantastic opener. There's so many reasons why it's good. I just didn't want to talk too much for it, but basically it's, it's suspenseful. You feel for her. If you hadn't seen it before, you would assume that she lives because she's such a big star. Um, and she, cause she's such a good actress as well. She pulls it off. Like, she- she she pulls really it off and then her, her parents coming back are the the cherry on the cake because their reactions like spot on as well and the music is kind of is is hitting the right beats. Yeah, it's not like cheesy. It's just played very straight. I yeah. think, which I think was what was really good about this film because typically there's as we've kind of talked before, especially with like slasher horror films at least the earlier ones in the 80s and stuff, there is a bit of that kind of campness to them where it's just like lots of blood and it's like how ridiculous um, can these kills get? But then, you know, horror films like this in the, the the 90s started to kind of make it a bit more grounded and like, you know, actually, no, getting stabbed repeatedly is really visceral and it's really brutal. Uh, and then it went another level after that with like torture porn where it's kind of like gone too realistic but then also going back to the camp again so this is nice that it's just very grounded and focusing on that like horrific idea of yeah home invasion well the thing i like as well about it is because of the whodunit element you've got you there's an element of paranoia to it and you you know you wouldn't know who to trust and it could be anyone because it's just like a store-bought mask there's something so hideous about that the idea that it could it's just a kid from your school who's gone nuts like that's scarier to me than than the idea of like a jason yeah an unstoppable killing force that's just going to keep like chasing you it's like well actually no You'd you'd be that more uneasy if just yeah. like if and you couldn't trust anybody and everybody was potentially out to get you. I have a massive uh, gay boy crush on Nev Campbell. I do think she's incredible. Like I I've loved her since obviously the first time I watched Scream, which was far too young, and also watching The Craft, which I did when my family and I went to Thailand and they had an in-hotel movies and I watched it about three times a day, every day for a week, this film, The Craft. So Nev Campbell is a big uh, staple in... in, uh, I love her, I love her. So how did you uh, 
you know, to, to change to change tact here, this is at least uh, for this week, uh, good flicks and chill. Um, where being conscious of not wanting to completely try and shit over a film that is uh, one one of our favourites. Uh, tell me about how you uh, first discovered Scream and, uh, you know, what was the circumstance and why in that moment in your life it really kind of like stood out to you. as like, oh, I, I need to keep watching this film and sequels. I really like this. Yeah. So the first Scream I, I remember I borrowed is a video, a VHS from a friend of Ooh. mine at school. I was in year seven or eight, I think. Uh, and uh it was a mate that I, it wasn't actually a mate. It was just some, a kid from my school in my year who I didn't really talk to that much. He was a bit cooler than me, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll bring it in for you." And he actually remembered to do it. And I remember I took it home and I watched it before dinner. And at dinner, all I could do was look sheet white apparently and just talk about this film. And my parents were very aware that I was definitely not ready to be watching this film. <laughs> and they were like, "Are you sure this film is okay for you to watch?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's fine." And I was shit scared, but. I maintain at any age that is a scary opener that you see. So oh, massively, I, the rest of it doesn't really get me, but the start gets me. And I think um, I have a soft spot because of Nev Campbell. I love a Who Done It. I love um, there's a referential quality to Scream that I love. I love that it it's a film that exists within a universe where the other films exist. Whereas yeah, it's like very quite, meta. Like they get that off the yeah. the card straight away with the whole Mike Myers and. Friday the 13th kind of like questions yeah it makes it feel more real that it's in a world where things exist where where these films exist because it makes it more true to life to me rather than referencing films that are fake just for the purpose of storytelling like we know this so therefore we're already connected to what they're referring to Um, I love that Um, I also think it's very clever it's a very well paced film I think this is the best of the films but the others are good too um and I, 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 I thought I'd pick it as well because they've announced that Scream 5 is happening now. So, uh, Well, that was something that, that did actually strike me when you did, um, when I asked you about the series and you said, oh yeah, I watch all four each year. And in my mind, I just went, I swear there were more Scream films, but no, that, that does actually sound right. And that's actually maybe to its credit that it hasn't been serialised like so many franchises which are just churned out on a yearly basis and maybe if the first one was good a la, I don't know, Saw or Paranormal Activity, they've been just bastardised since then by the Hollywood machine that they've lost that first impact or that originality which, like you said, when you saw it, first saw it, you made me go, ah, oh, I fucking love this. Yeah. Um, I love this character too, Tatum Riley, uh, played by Rose McGowan. I think she's so cool and I think she's really fit in a really trashy way. I mean, I think she's very fit. How dare you call her trashy? Nice big, big old tit. <laughs> and usually you can see her nipples, which is fun. Um, well, what, what, uh, what a good flick she picked for me tonight. <laughs> well, we actually have some chill in here. Usually we don't really do yeah, very we well do. for you, do we? Oh my God. And we've got Henry Winkler. Brilliant. I mean, what, what more do you need? The, the, the fonds and tits. There we go. Sorted. <laughs> also, it was nuts to see Courtney Cox in this film because obviously I'd only ever seen her as Monica in Friends. And exactly, yeah. She's such a different character in this and I love her for that. Oh, she's quite fit as well. Oh, you've suddenly made my the chill aspect really difficult. Or maybe I just picked the fonds because, you know. Why have they made the fonds look so tall? Eee! <laughs> 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 she's sitting down, but he just looks like a giant. But that's what's obviously good, like, 
um, a good quality of a film if it can take characters who are stereotyped in other uh, other areas of their, their careers, a la Courtney Cox or, um, you know, being the Fonz. And the vi- if the, the film is good, uh, it kind of breaks down that stereotype and shows you a different side to the actor and you go, ooh, actually, yeah, uh, they are more versatile than I think. That's like that's all credit to the the way the film is written, shot. Obviously, they're acting, but it's all like this one big um, yeah. vortex of well, it's the perfect storm, isn't it? Also, point of note: this scene is great because it's 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 where you realise it's a whodunit because yeah. they're all talking at each other and accusing each other and like in a jokey capacity. But it shows you that this is what you're supposed to be looking at. This isn't some arbitrary killer. This is someone that they know. And that makes it more intense. I mean, spoiler alert, are they doing this right now to deliberately cause um, confusion to kind of like keep people off the, the, the trail, the killers that is? But if you listen to the, what they're saying, they're not, they're not... Or is this just teen chat that they would be doing regardless? I think it's a bit of both. I think it's a bit of misdirection and also so obvious it can't be true kind of vibes. Yeah. See, yeah, things like that. The way those lines are delivered suddenly so makes you, like, <laughs> with hindsight. Sure, I'm going to gut your ass in a second, kid. Tell me something. Did you really put her liver in the mailbox? Because I heard that they found her liver in the mailbox next to her spleen and her pancreas. <laughs> goon well, fuck. You well, goon fuck. <laughs> I've, 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 tra- I've transferred from being Drew Barrymore to whoever that guy is. <laughs> I've, I've found... Fuck rag, goon fuck. These are all things that no one says. These are all, like, everyone gets lazy with their swearing. And just like, oh, you fucker. Or, yeah, I'm not particularly adverse to the C word, which I won't, I won't say uh, for, for fear of uh, causing you to have to edit or offending people. But, like, it's, it's just so, like, it's low-hanging fruit. I, I do you find it, it when, weird when when houses have? Sorry to interrupt. Do you find it weird to have houses where that have your surname on a mailbox in front of your house? Yeah, because I mean, well, maybe that's just because I've moved so much in the past, like ten years. I don't have like a fixed abode. Maybe when you buy somewhere, you'd be like, okay, you know, I'm going to be here for a good five, ten, twenty years. You might do it, but it's it's a very American thing, isn't it? Having like a big mailbox to begin with. Yeah. Deja vu all over again. <laughs> but no, what I was just saying it's just like I like I like you. it when films remind you of like just or TV shows just come up with like funny new insults or it doesn't even have to be new. It's just like different combinations of, of words. Like instead of saying "oh you," yeah, it's just like "oh fuck wit," you know, like just things that are different. Jebend, I like Jebend. I don't use that. Jebend, I've never heard that, but that's fun. Yeah, uh, like. Stopping such a jab end. Oh, it's fine. What are your favourite swear words, listeners? Uh, <laughs> send us a tweet. Tell us what you think of us, and we'll we'll have some new new vocabulary. <laughs> I feel like they don't really spend any time really in this house, and it's a very cool house, and could it's have been really cool, right? Could have been quite a good set for a larger set piece, but I don't think you're in there very much. I mean, it does make me want to hire a place like that out for like 
uh, a remote uh, New Year's kind of like small gathering kind of thing of like, uh, you know, under 10 friends. Uh, not in this current climate, of course. But equally, if it's in the middle of nowhere, you would be freaked out by it just a little bit, being like, oh, we are in the middle of nowhere. Mm. What's out I there? I think this, this, the films like this and ideas like this genuinely put me off having a big property because I'd, I'd feel so vulnerable. And I think it's just so ingrained now from watching this from so little. I just think I don't want to have to deal with that much space. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a fine line between living in a shoebox and feeling claustrophobic, but living in a house that's so big, you're you know, you, it not only makes you feel empty, but makes you like a bit creeped out at night or things like that. Walking down like you, know, if you had like big corridors and like hallways and landings, there's a comfort to being surrounded by a, like a good medium size space, I guess. Still, though, that house and the, and the space and the view is that just view. So, lo- so lovely. Mate, if they've got a hot tub, I'm moving in. Sorry, that's me done. Yeah. If I could have a hot tub in that house, drinking a beer as the sun sets. Oh, Mama Mookie, that is, that is living, living life. <laughs> I mean, was she really that tired that she had to like have a power nap? They're so glib about their like um, co co students. What do you call it? Co people? What do you call it? People peers? you go to school with. That's it. So peers <laughs> going, they're like, oh, they didn't <laughs> co students. <laughs> oh, now how iconic is that? Like uh, two words. Hello, Sydney. Hello, Sydney. Yeah. It's a cool voice. Did you know that they, even till this day, have never met the person who does the voice of this? So whenever they recorded it, they they had him in a different room and actually phone in, and they never met the person who did this voice to keep it scary for the actors the whole time. I love things like that. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? Like, I think they did that as as recent as... um, uh, the the It films and they had Bill Skarsgård. Who listened to this line? Stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act. She's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Whoa! <laughs> Boom. Andy, that's, so that's why I like it. Meta, my friend. It is very meta. I'm going to be really annoying when we watch this, by the way. I'm going to be occasionally just like completely butting in so that we can hear a line that I know is good because I'm no, that No, no, do it. Do it, mate. This is, this is your good flicks. I want you to lead this and you know me. I'll just sit and chat through anything. So <laughs> yeah. draw my focus. I like a separated bangs. You do, you do have your little, your little man crush on her. She's got a kind of Jennifer Garner-y type face about her. Like that kind of, there's like a ever so yeah. slightly masculine quality to her face, I think. Yeah, you're right, it is Jennifer Garner. So where are you? She is brave as fuck. Who is coming, who is going out when you hear this? Yeah. I'm not. 
I would call someone's bluff on the phone, but I'm not going to go out just in case. <laughs> I'll do it whilst locking myself in the bathroom with a yeah, knife. Yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, fully, yeah, come fully get me, bitch. arms yourself and guard yourself <laughs> yeah. with the bazooka, yeah. Bazooka. See, now that's a good word. That needs to be turned into an insult. Oh, this is iconic, Jamie, what she's about to do. Nice try, Randy. Tell Tatum to hurry up, okay? Bye now. If you hang up on me, you'll die just like your mother. Do you want to die, Sydney? See, it's it's the way that music comes in to just like like, she's goofing around, but that musical score really, like, emphasises the moment you're like, no, no, this isn't a joke. Okay, so to react to that moment where you've never seen this costume before, it's come out of nowhere in your house, and it's attacking you, and to... I'd be, I would be so fucked. I'd be so. Dead. She's she's pretty fucking action hero about this. She's ballsy. She's like reactive. Putting up a good struggle. Yeah. Pretty fucking agile using her head. Oh, okay. So I've always wondered, genuinely always wondered, why even though she's just said the line always goes up the stairs rather than going out the front door, it's insulting. Why she then goes up the stairs, but she does try the front door, she just can't get out. Yep. Fine. Can you imagine as well someone literally trying with all their might to get in to kill you? Yeah. No, don't do that. I would literally just pick up the computer and just chuck it at him. <laughs> Assuming it's a him. Also, what the fuck is this? This, like, written 911. Is this for deaf people? <laughs> no, I think it was like the police's way of trying to like get with the times and like, oh, everyone's got these computers. We should get people to email us if they're in trouble. And then you're right, they're straight back in there with the who done it. She can't trust her own boyfriend. I saw that on um, Trixie and Katya, some of my favourite drag queens uh, reviewed or did a bit around Scream. And they were like, it's funny how it, nowadays if someone dropped, like back in the day, if you dropped your cellular phone, you're, you're, a, you're a potential killer. And nowadays yeah. it's like, you dropped your phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Did that make you jump with the mask at the door? Unfortunately, it didn't because, again, I'm just reminded of a scary movie. <laughs> oh, and he's like, Officer Doofy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Officer Doofy. Skeet Ulrich really looks like a young Johnny Depp. It does make me appreciate um scary movie with, like, how accurate they were, like, recreating so many of these scenes, even though it's parody. My problem with Scary Movie is that Scream is already a parody of sorts. Yeah. It's already a meta take on, and it's a revival of the horror genre. It doesn't need some parody version of Scream. I, feel, I felt like that was a cheap shot, to be honest. Like, do a parody for, like, Friday the 13th or, like, 
you know Halloween or something, but this is already funny. If you like, if you watch it in a certain frame, it's funny. Yeah. And no, maybe it was just the the um, it was the hot thing to do the the parody of, and they can just chuck in some of those horror, horror, uh, other horror tropes. But obviously, the main focus of scary movie is that it yeah. is a, a scream a scream parody with bits of other horror films chucked in. Don't get me wrong. At the time when it came out, I found it hilarious, particularly with a. Uh, Carmen Electra at the start doing Drew Barrymore's bit and just like running yeah. around in a bra and pants and you know, oh, getting a silicone the, the fake jellies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think almost almost now thinking back, I'm like, oh, that's annoying. Yeah. Did you know that Scary Movie was the original name for this film? Yes, because that is why Scary Movie was titled the way it was. When I say hurry, please interpret that as move your fat tub of lard ass now. Damn, she's good. Uh, I also think she is the hottest uh, cast member of Friends. Ooh, I feel like she. Oh, that's a that's a controversial one. I've I've chucked down the gauntlet there, having having recently rewatched all the Friends, well, season three onwards, um, and spending a long time thinking about it. You know, to to emphasise our the, the chill aspect, uh, Courtney Cox, consistently think... consistently beautiful. I think, spoiler alert, if you remember, which you will, um, I was was considering, if this hadn't been Halloween, to do an episode where we watch um, an early followed by a late episode of Friends. Okay. To talk about the differences between, between the talks on the characters. We'd have loads to say about that. I mean, it's chuckling in the bag. Where, whatever bag that is, but. I was watching TV. I got bored. I decided to go for a ride. You happen to ride by Casey Becker's house? No. He does it like Johnny Depp, doesn't he? A bit. Yeah, like a... I do see that. Which again is that like playing up to the whole. Um, if he, they're kind of modelling him after that character, obviously he was in um, one of the uh, Nightmare on Elm Streets, wasn't he? Yeah. It's it's ah, it is a very clever film. It's a you know it's a good flicks, good flick, good flicks. Radio waves. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that's still bugging me. What is the technology that microwaves use? Radiation. See, I I feel it's that, but I also feel like I'm not trying to say it's like a nuclear reactor, but it. it uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm an idiot. This is possibly the this is the only film that Courtney Cox looks good in. I think. Oh no, no, she looks good in the sequel as well. But by the third film, she looks fucking awful. They give her this Aww. terrible haircut, and I just don't get it because she's such a pretty lady. See, I def I definitely have seen the first two. I'm not sure I've seen the third one. How crap would you feel if you were her friend, knowing that you were late, and then this all happened because you were late? Yeah. There's no way to track the purchase. But also would her friend not be just a little bit bit like, ooh, I'm glad I didn't turn up earlier and get stabbed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what you would think. You'd be like, oh, thank ooh, God, I was involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or rather, a knife. As well, he didn't call Yeesh. me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, Dewey, can we go now? God damn it, Dewey. What if Mom and Jenna... 
When I wear this badge, you treat me like a man of the law. I'm sorry, Deputy Dewey boy, but we're ready to go now, okay? See, I do remember watching Scary Movie and being like, oh, they've just made this, like, this, this, this officer, the Dewey Camp character really ridiculous. And it's like, no, that's that's kind of how he is in, in this it's, film. Yeah, it's not too far removed. David Arquette yeah. is a very interesting choice as character, but he's also kind of iconic in it as well. Yeah. Like, I kind of love to hate him. This actually just shows me that there's a long time between deaths in this film. Well, that's, that's what, um, what is interesting, this whole kind of, like, really drawing out, making the most of the whodunit. Which I feel has maybe been the um, uh, has been the the downside to some of the other horror or thriller films we've seen, where it's very obvious who's responsible early on, and it just takes the sting or the the enjoyment out of that mystery side, where those films could have benefited from a bit of that who done it going on longer. Whoa! <laughs> don't you dare punch Courtney Cox! <laughs> oh, I don't have any time for her anymore. She's not getting the Chill Award. See, super bitch. That's a great like word to use as a compliment or an insult. Don't just use bitch. That's that's lazy. Super bitch. <laughs> they're good characters in this. I think they're really well defined. Yeah. Um, there's in, there's already interesting dynamics. There is something very special about this film. But also, she's quite miserable, like, as a friend. I mean, I know it's, like, the anniversary of her mum's death and everything, but smile, man, Jesus. I mean, yeah, she did just get chased around her own house being <laughs> someone trying to kill her. <laughs> uh, there's a creepy maniac on the phone, honey. Would you like to take it? <laughs> yeah. What is she? Is she known for going around and playing a little bit of a tickle bum with the the fellas? Tickle bum. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's exactly her character. Plays tickle bum. See, tickle that's bum is a phrase that I would have used in the nineties. <laughs> See, that's what I mean. Our vocabulary is really stale. We need to we need to dive into history and come up with some. New phrases based on some of this uh, old slang. Isn't this Peaky Blinders music? Oh my god, it is! It's that bell. Ding, ding. Alright, Tommy. Yeah, we've got a scream killer. I'm Arthur Shelby. So this, this one moment, this cameo moment by Liv Schreider, whatever his name is. Oh yeah, Liv yeah, Schreiber then led to the his appearance in three of the films uh, just because he happened to do that because he happened to be by set and did someone a favour and then he got that big part out of it. So. Ah, Which is cool. Good for him. Be right, that's like a five-second throwaway. Look how cute Rose McGowan is. She's so pretty. Also, it she, makes me really fall in love with the name Tatum, which I've never heard before or again. Tatum. Tatum. I suppose you've got Channing Tatum, but Tatum is just such an unusual first name. 
Yeah. Yeah, c clearly has obviously a slight bit of popularity in America, so it's a bit alien to us, but... <laughs> That's, um, uh, what's her face from The Exorcist? Linda Blair. Who? Is it? Yeah. That's oh, her cameo. Oh, gee, Jesus Christ, this film has everything. Doesn't it? Oh, I'm so glad you've picked this, Joe, because, uh, like I said, I've been really wanting to get into the Halloween spirit, and it's really difficult when, you know, the world's shit outside and, you know, horror films are great, but you, you, you want to watch them with people. That's like part of the shared euphoric experience of feeling fear. Damn um, right. And there is something about retro horror that makes it even more fun. Yeah. Well, do you think there's an element of it that because you watch this, you know, at an age when you probably maybe shouldn't have done, it's had a much longer lasting impact than if you watched a horror film now and go, oh, I'm not scared by that. But the ones you used to see as a kid, like even though like on rewatch, they're not as well done or, you know, uh, dramatic, they still terrify you. Yeah, because you kind of go back to how you felt at the time. You know what's exactly. interesting about this scene that I never realised at the time? Um, well, well, when I was younger and I was watching it, what Courtney Cox's character is saying, what Gail Weathers is saying, is true. She is, she is, she is saying that Cotton Weary was wrongfully imprisoned for the murder of um, Maureen Prescott, which is Sydney's mum. And uh, Sydney is like, "You're wrong. You're ridiculous. Your book's ridiculous." But Gail Weathers is right, and it's weird that like the antagonist of the film is correct in this situation, but it's played as if she's wrong. But that obviously doesn't come to fruition in in terms of. Yeah, into the, the latter films. No, well, the, the, it, it's debunked by the end of this film, but um, it's just interesting how it's played this way. Nice world, sweetie. Nice world, sweetie. Oh, she's so cool. Yeah. Come on, Sid. Those murders are related. Sorry, I mangled your face. I want to be this good a friend to someone. And probably, hey, you're, probably you're, you're that good a friend to me. Hey, buddy, hey, buddy, buddy, my man. Um, I also wear... Although I don't know who I've been punching recently, so... <laughs> I wear my hair in pigtails like that a lot too, so it works. This is huge. You can't just sit up. I know. She is very pretty. I, I'm like, don't, don't get me wrong, you, you, you piqued my interest in, in, in Rose McGowan, but... Uh, you, you, you can take the boy out of Friends, but you can't take the Courtney Cox out of the boy. Courtney Cox right. kind of has... <laughs> has um, uh, a Rachel from Friends haircut in this, which is probably the only time you'll ever see her looking even slightly like it. Because yeah, obviously I'd never do that to Monica. But no. Candyman, another reference. And you're right. That right there is so clever of the film because it's basically just going, any idiot can buy that costume and do this. So who, like, like... The, the dumbest, stupidest person in your school. So, who the fuck is it? No. No, I, I don't. It's just... Somebody was there. Billy, some, someone tried to kill me. I know, me. I know. No, the cops said I scared him away. No, it wasn't me, Sid. I know. Despite the fact I look and sound suspicious, it wasn't me, Sid. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, he does have a slightly suspicious face. He does, it's because he's a creeper. As opposed to um, 
uh, what's the other guy's name? Matthew Lillard. 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 Yeah. Matthew Lillard. He's playing that goofball uh, kind of like comedic role well enough to like just throw off any uh, any suspicion, both within the film and also meta. If you hadn't seen it before, yeah. And also thinking about it, Hot Fuzz. Does Hot Fuzz not borrow so many of the uh, the horror elements of the uh, this the the masked killer from Scream? Well, the interesting so horror had died a death for a long time because it had just become like sequel after sequel of bullshit rubbish. Yeah, and then they brought it back and revived it by coming up with this meta angle. And then there are so many like copycat films that are like it um, that yeah. do not hold up, but are fun to watch as well. That we could very well make our way through. To be fair, things like Urban Legend, Valentine. Oh yeah, I know you did last summer. Those type of films, they're great. Fun, fun crap to watch. Sick, pure, entire, havoc-inducing, thieving, whoring generation disgusting. Whoring. <laughs> I love the ka-ching. I love that noise that scissors never make when you hold them. Ka-ching. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, look at it. It's like, it's like gardening shears. Ching, ching. It's like fencing. Even if it wasn't yeah. fair, I could never talk to my principal like that. Fairness would be to rip your insides out, hang you from a tree so we can explore. Also, he's being pretty aggressive. Also, uh, my principal attacked me with scissors, so... Yeah, that, that principal be fired in a second. But great scissors, great sound effects noises. Ching, ching! <laughs> Cling! Exposition. <laughs> Toiletum related exposition. That's my wait a minute, you're not disabled, you can't go in there. Do you ever watch honest trailers? Yes. Okay, watch watch out for something and I'll point something out in a second. Okay. I, I can't so remember the screen. So the one. guy the guy says the creep, she says the creepiest thing about Scream is that this, this girl comes out from doing a number two and then puts her finger directly into her mouth. Aww. <laughs> it's Aww. so true. It's one of those things once you know, you can't unknow. Why did she do that? Why did... I mean, apparently girls don't poo, so, so I've been told on multiple occasions or fart, but I think but we all do, know the truth. Uh, they also, they, but they do, they do go and finger their bum and then touch their lips. Or oh, they say tickle bum. <laughs> tickle bum. <laughs> yeah, have a tickle bum break. They do like a bit of light philosophy in the toilets, though. <laughs> About the mental state of someone who might well be in the toilet. So Nietzsche famously said, <laughs> tickle bum. Okay, like, she's got every right to be pretty, pretty upset at the minute. She's still cagey with her boyfriend. Like, you can see how easily triggered she is by people just wearing the mask. Everyone's obviously chatting shit about her. She's got the press on her. And she was almost killed. And her mum's dead. A lot of sympathy for her as a main character. I mean, I just I just would find it really hard to go anywhere on my own if this was all happening. Yeah. 
Like, she seems to just continuously find herself in situations where she's on her own. I know some of it's not her fault, but, like, I don't know. Especially girls go to the bathroom together. Just go to the bathroom with someone. Yeah. I suppose she's running away from Billy, wasn't she? Yeah. But, hey, if her friend was a good friend, she should have followed instead of just goofing off with her boyfriend. Yeah. She's already let her down once. Maybe she's not that good a friend. Maybe I want to be a better friend than Tatum is to Sydney. Oh my god, that's so creepy. And you see the costume. Incredible slide. Yeah. In what appears to be a prank, several students were seen wearing scary masks. But again, it's such testament to her character that even through all this shit, she's still fucking resilient. Mm. She's very reactive and, yeah, she's not just fodder. She, she's fucking putting up a fight. Hi, Gail Weathers, field correspondent, top story. I know who you are, Miss Weathers. How's the eye? Productive. Is there a problem on campus? No, everything's under control. Well, of course, you're here. You're not supposed to be here. I mean, is this supposed to be like also super meta as well? They're like real life flirting. You look awfully young to be a police officer. I'm 25 years old. You know, in a demographic study, I proved to be most popular. Yeah, because of these films, I really want them to work out. I want them to get back together and be together. I like them as a couple. Yeah. But what the hell do we know? What the hell are they? Also, we only really know them like this, don't we? Yeah. Although I just imagine David Arquette isn't really acting, he just shows up and says lines. I don't, you know, I just think he's one of those people. Yeah, they were something quite naturalistic about him. Did your school have a tannoy? <laughs> no. No, it's mine. I don't think. I don't think it did. It had it had alarms, but it didn't have a tannoy. Like attention. No. No, we, 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 had, we had definitely had school bells. So you knew if you were like suddenly running late for a class. And that's because, you know, back in the day when we used to go to school, not everybody had a fucking phone in that pocket. Uh, and I never wore a watch. So I would be solely reliant on hearing a bell and being like, shit, got to run to class. And obviously like fire bells and fire drills, but never like a, 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 a PA system. So you do watch the show. Oh, he is quite dashing. It's the moustache. Yeah. There are some people who can pull off a moustache and there's other people who it just makes them look like a pedo. I'm 70% sure a moustache on me puts me in the latter category. <laughs> but a beard doesn't, so I'll stick with my beard. Look at that ass. The thing is, that is exactly what kids would do if there was a, if, if school was out and they were, they would and have there was a, a killer on the loose. Party. What's like? What's happening at the minute? Ah, uh, everyone needs to be locked in. There's a global pandemic. Party. <laughs> the only difference there were being fined ten grand. So. Look at her like, cropped up in her big tits. Ah. Oh. See, yeah, they, they, they throw aspersions, uh, uh, is it aspersions? Am I saying the, the, the correct words? I never know. 
on so, they're, they're throwing shade on so many people because of little moments like that where you saw him being aggressive earlier with the scissors like he's a little play with the mask <laughs> and he's a very beautiful man he is incredibly cool as well yeah I forgot he was in this yeah, it's a random role, isn't it? And right, that that costume there is that not a Freddy Krueger esque yeah, costume is, yeah. for a janitor? Like ah, oh, like the fact you're point, pointing out Linda Blair from The Exorcist. Like all these little things makes like it's. It's it's not just being meta; it's also just being super like clever and Easter egg like. Uh, yeah, it's very Easter egg like. Fans. Yeah. And I swear, his leather jacket for the uh, for Fonz was in there as well. He keeps scaring himself by his own reflection. Oh, was there a leather jacket in there? I think so. That's cool. Also, I'm pretty sure like just said La Fons as if he was French. Uh, je suis La Fons, le A. <laughs> Bang. Damn. Why kill him though? Why kill the principal? I did think that, but again, like if it's if it's to mess with the idea that it's palatial, this is palatial. Like, you know, was it one of those kids that he uh, told off earlier? Like, obviously, it's very strongly connected to the fact that it's going to be a kid at the school, and now the tension is really hyped because you're like, well, they're all getting together for this party, so the killer is going to be there, but it might be hidden in plain sight. I really like Tatum's outfit. I like that little kind of crop top American football situation. I just like the, the red pants on the, the, the uh, racing stripe. <laughs> Did your Alexa or Siri just try to buy you a crop top? I think so, yeah. <laughs> oh, do you want to hear something funny? <laughs> um, hopefully you can hear this. Tell me if you can. Okay. Oh, not that. Oh, hold it up to your mic. Did you hear that? No. Do that again. Okay, I can't because it's plugged in. Basically, I've, I've programmed my iPhone for when you plug in the charger for it to say, thank you, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, you can do is it in the so... shortcuts. Oh my God. Okay, after this, that is something I'm definitely going to do. Hang on, hang on. Let me just try and... Listen in. Thank you, Daddy. <laughs> it's, it's the way it pauses, as if she's so reluctant to say Daddy. She's like, thank you, Daddy. <laughs> and you're like, come on, say it. 
Say it again. Say it. Say my name. Say my name when no one is around you. Now that's a banger. And that features Beyonce, as we saw in Obsessed episode three. Why the cops let him go, smart guy? Because obviously they don't watch enough movies. This is standard horror movie stuff. Prom night revisited, man. Meta, meta. Why would he want to kill his own girlfriend? There's always some stupid bullshit reason to kill your girlfriend. That's the beauty of it all. Simplicity. So smart. Besides, so on point. You lose your target audience. Well, it's his reason. Maybe Sydney wouldn't have sex with him. <laughs> What, she's saving herself for you? Maybe. Now that Billy tried to mutilate her, I think Sid would go out with me. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a natural reaction. No, at all. No. <laughs> oh, I think it is. That's the noise I make when I'm lost in the forest and I want someone to find me. Cacao! Uh, help! His body will come popping up in the last reel somewhere. Eyes gouged out, fingers cut off, teeth knocked out. See, the police are always off track with this shit. The thing is, the like he's spurting, like spouting so many truths, but they're like, but he's also like a movie nerd who like overanalyzes stuff, and that's probably what you're doing. And you're like, you're never gonna guess it because you're being too like overanalytical, and you think you're smarter than the film because it's being meta. Ah, oh, this is brilliant. I'm the first to admit it. If this were a scary movie, I'd be the prime suspect. What would be your motive? It's the millennium. Motives are incidental. Millennium. Hmm. Millennium, I like that. That's good. Millennium. Also, has Billy actually changed his shirt this entire time? No, I bet he fucking stinks, and he's not washed his hair either by the looks of things. No. Alright, we're back in Birmingham. Alright, Tommy, Tommy, what are we doing? Here's my problem. If there was a curfew because of murders relating to teens, and they had, a, they had an opinion that it might be a teen that's done it, would any parent let their kid go to a party? Uh, realistically, no, but is this not going back to the whole American house when you've got these houses that are so, so big, unless you forced your kid to sit in the lounge with you all, uh, all evening, if they were in their room, they could easily just hop out the window, climb a tree and fuck off to a party. So that's very true. Actually, you could just think they're in the house somewhere. Whereas again, if you think about like our British houses and the way they're kind of set up, yeah, it'd be really difficult to try and sneak past down the hallway or whatever, past, past wherever your parents were and go out the front door without them noticing. So just then, um, Sydney Prescott said, uh, they were talking about who would play them in a movie and Sydney, Sydney said, oh, with my luck, they'd cast Tory Spelling. Number one, Nev Campbell apparently really didn't want to say that line and instantly called... Um, called uh, Tori Spelling to, to apologise because she thought it was stupid. And number two, Tori Spelling comes along to... appears in the sequel as playing her in the in the, in the movie's equivalent. Oh, of the, when, when, the, when they're watching it on the, yeah. the big How screen. How good is that? Beginning. That's so, That's, again, meta and brilliant oh. with Tori Spelling to get involved in that. 
I mean, Joe, I'm I'm enjoying this, but I can really see why it is it is one of your good flicks. It's so solid. I the thing I don't get is occasionally you'll see a you'll see a shot where Ghostface will just be like in the supermarket or he'll be like in a bush or here and there. Like, why doing is he doing that? Shop. And also, what, how does he get around the shop without anyone else seeing him? You know, that's almost like a, it's just for us. But it actually, in, even in the world of the story of the film, it does not make sense that he's just standing there in costume in the middle of a supermarket. Yeah. Okay, so this is, this is, this is your good flicks, but be, be honest now. You know, no film is perfect. What elements of this film do actually annoy you that kind of just make you, like, unless this is your absolute top favourite film of all time, it can still be one of your favourite films, but there's, there's going to be something that annoys you other than that. Or maybe it is just that. Hmm. I think... I think there are things that annoy me, but they annoy me for the right reasons. For instance, the last scene, when we get to it, I'll tell you what annoys me about the last scene. Uh, but by that, I mean the last scene we're going to watch whilst we, whilst we listen, whilst we yeah. are on this podcast. But um, I do think, it's, I do think it's, a, it's got a great story. It's got great characters. It's, got, it's really compelling. And I think the compelling element is because it's a whodunit. Yeah. So it makes you keep watching to understand what's happened. It's not just like senseless, you know? Whilst also being just everything else is very solid. So you're interested in the whodunit because everything else stays together. Yeah. Like you could, yeah, you can serve a murder mystery before the acting is hammy and it's really badly written and uh, it's not very well shot. Then you have you lose interest in like the core mechanic. Whereas every element here seems on point. Imagine rocking up to a police, to a house party in a cop car. <laughs> I mean, he should know better. Look Come at on. that house that, as that, well. That's something that that should that should be annoying. He should know better. Also, what a fucking mansion they walked into. That opening shot. Did you see that? Yeah, nuts. Hey, a beer bong. Yeah, beer funnel. I used to do those a lot at uni. I've done my fair share of funneling. Yeah, I used to be very good at it. I don't think I could do it now. Oh, no, I'd, I'd be, I'd be sick. Not because of the alcohol. We just, just too much volume suddenly going into your stomach and then being like, and then if you like trap some air doing it, then you're like, oh, no, it's coming straight back up. Did you come to my all American frat party when we had like a four meter funnel? No, uh, I was wearing like cheerleaders and Letterman jackets and stuff. I feel like I was invited, but there was a reason why I couldn't um, Actually, thinking think, about it, I don't know I if know I'd you? have known you yet. It rings a bell, so I'm aware it's a thing that exists in life that happened in the past. <laughs> that wasn't even a sentence. That happened in past. That happened in past. <laughs> that happened in past. I'll tell you what, that happened in past. I'll, I'll tell, tell you what, Joel Thompson had a, a strippers and holes America party and had beer funnel up top I feel I'm just upsetting so many people in this podcast <laughs> oh, I wouldn't like to sit in that van that'd be horrible no oh my god what a, what a song baby I'm ready to go well I've had a big the music in this film hasn't gone unnoticed both the Peaky Blinders themings, but also like just the little horror rises and those kind of like moments of tension. 
iconic. She just said, why is Jamie Lee Curtis in all of those films? And they've just released a uh, video on YouTube of Nev Campbell and Jamie Lee Curtis talking about the fact that they're both scream queens it's, to each other. It's very cool. Damn. But also you are underage, so... Yeah, like, is this because he's just a bit of an idiot? And he's just, like, not quite... Like, he's not quite with it, so... That's great. Thank you. Bye. Go away. Yeah, fuck up. Also, would that not be really weird? Like, even if you were a reporter who was clearly like, look how big. Yeah, that, no offense to Courtney Cox. Look how but, big like, that camera so is. Older. <laughs> I mean, it's the size of a VHS. <laughs> it's like huge. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's take, coming oh up. my! Hello, hello, Perkies. Nipples. Jesus, you're right. That was on full. Sh is it cold? <laughs> One of the cameos that um, we reached out for for the wedding was actually Rose McGowan, and we got her to say, um, "We got her to say, um, uh, hey, Mr. Ghostface, I want to be in the sequel.'" It was really cool to have her say that to us. But the rest of what she said was pretty rubbish, so we didn't chuck it in. But um, yeah, Aww. she was one of the people. Nice. This whole scene upsets me. It upsets me because she's such a cool character. And she puts up a relatively good fight. Yeah. And it's just sad. It's sad. It's Sydney's friend. It's sad. I don't like it. But, it's, but that, that surely is why it's very poignant to the plot that, like, this is the right time to start picking off her support network. And they're going for the jugular here. Oh, it's just, this seems freaky too, but it's like, it's just frustrating. Because she's cool and she's fun and she's spunky and she's pretty and she's yeah it's frustrating titty sorry i meant to say pretty she could have got through that just jump through yeah come on but also i love the fact that you're instantly just going she's got so much ammunition in her hand is that you randy that you know bottles are about to start flying Because you're right, there is an element of what she's doing and what Sydney was doing when she first got called that like they, they weren't acting like they're being chased by a serial killer because it's playing on that meta. Like, would you really do that straight away in real life? Oh, I don't like this. I don't Ooh. like that he just cuts her arm. That's horrible. He's toy he's toying with her. Boom! He does get beaten up a lot. I can see why they take the piss out of that in Scary Movie. He does get kicked, punched. Yeah, <laughs> see? Boom! And that would fucking hurt. I know, like, you'd be pissed off, but... She's putting up a great fight. And then this is the wrong decision. It's a stupid move, isn't it? Because her tits are holding her in place. It's a really bad decision. She yeah. should have just like jumped on him when he was on the floor. 
Oh no. There's a massive inconsistency with how in and out she is in this door. Yeah. Oh. I was thinking that. But yeah, now she's suddenly hanging by her neck. Just gonna casually walk away. And that's it, and then he can just take it off and he's back in the party. Fucking freaky. Right, and that's where we stop, my Who friend. Who done it? One hour and seven minutes. Boom. Oh, Joe, what an excellent, excellent choice. And how refreshing to uh, watch something that I've enjoyed from from uh, from the off and not being like, oh, here we go again, airplane mode. It's funny because we... Um, I know, I know that that character dies. Obviously, I've seen it a number of times, but every time I just hope and will it to be different because she would have been Tatum Riley would have been such a good character to have in the subsequent movies. But I totally yeah. understand, as you rightly said, that for poignancy purposes, she she's a big, big one to get, and she's really going to fuck it up when she's dead. You know what I mean? So it's like, and they're, they're clearly not afraid to do it if you're bumping off Barrymore in the first in the first ten. So the smart the smartest thing they did here was the clever move to have obviously we get spoilers obviously we're, we're uh, spoilers, the, spoilers the, the clever move to spoilers. have two killers because it val- it, yeah. it clears the name of one whilst the other one's doing something and I think uh, well now obviously. Scream's such a staple that... Actually, thinking about it, I can't think of any other films where they've they've replicated that and had multiple killers pretending to be the same thing. I think that's only really a Scream thing, but it's so known now. But at the time when it came out, it must have been so cool to be like, holy fuck, there's two of them doing it. And thinking about it out loud, the only way they could have handled that whole Drew Barrymore scene would be if they, they were both present doing that. They had to have one person yeah. on the phone, the other person doing a bit of the uh, grunt work, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, the, 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 the merging of the boyfriends. I don't, I don't really know what it is. I love so much about it. I think it is just a combination of things that we're saying. I think it's a good ca- ca- it's character led. I think it's it's good. It's a who done it. It's cool. It's meta. It's referential. It's uh, slick. I think the pacing is amazing. Like that didn't feel like an hour and seven minutes to me. That felt like about 20. So I think, and I think that's no. a testament to them just doing a really good job and the, and the writer doing a good job. Um, I, I've got a lot of time for this series and actually the cool thing about it is the reason I love it. The first one is obviously iconic in itself. The second one is obviously a play up on sequels. The third one is a play up on trilogies. And the fourth one is about a new generation and new rules and breaking conventions and appealing to a different audience. And it's just remained meta. They've been well spaced out. So they've had time with the exception. Actually, number two came out too quickly, but it still holds up and is really good. Um, three and four had a big gap between them. So they've had time to really think about how to tackle this new film. So I'm really interested to see what they're going to do with the fifth one, considering Wes Craven's dead and um, he's passed away. So I think um, they, it's the first one they're doing without him. Um, I was going to say million dollar question. Where does, where does uh, Scream 5 go? Yeah. With, with your in-depth knowledge as a man who watches uh, the, the series religiously every year. What, what, what are your expectations? It's probably a better question as a fan. My expectations um, are that the three key characters that have remained throughout the series will not perish 
in the fifth one. I think that would be too. Uh, that would go against the the ethos. Yeah, I think that you don't fuck with that. You don't mess around with them. You know. So I assume they're all coming back, and pretty much know they're all coming back. Um, I I don't know how they're going to take it. I don't know because you can't just. By the time you get to a fifth, a lot's film, changed in cinema since then. Yeah, the fourth one as well. Have you seen the fourth one? Um, it's a lot gorier <laughs> because it was a take on uh, torture porn and kind of the goriness of modern modern cinema. I'm and, not sure. And, I've, I've definitely not seen three. I always remember that. I always think, oh, I've seen Scream 1 and 2, but not three. But I maybe have seen clips and bits of four. So I know like bits of it, but definitely not three. I love three. Three is fantastic. It's a lot more it has some scary moments absolutely but it's a lot more played up it's a lot more sent up and if you go in it with that lens it's really good i think it doesn't it's not got the same emotional clout as the first two um yeah which comes back by the fourth but the third one's a bit more silly but it's very cool so the third one's very meta so the third one all of the deaths are taking place on the set of stab which is the series that the in in film a series of films that are based on Sydney's life. So obviously, yeah. So they're on like the set of Stab Seven or something stupid. But um, it's uh, it's very cool, and um, I I've got a lot of time for it. Uh, but it's it's quite different. But no, there is something about this first film. Um, I do. I do I do sense a bit of not we didn't see the scene but towards the end when obviously the reveal happens there is a kind of slightly homoerotic quality about the two killers like you kind of wonder if they if they have something going on just by the way they're kind of communicate communicating with each other and they're obviously so close yeah. and it's all a bit strange and uh, there's some definite hammy overacting from Matthew Lillard Lillard by the end especially um but that's like a crazy like the house is like makes everything he's doing now seem more unhinged being like he's not being like goofy like you know he's actually like being psychotic and it's like he's there in plain sight but you don't pick up on it because it's it's perceived as something else but uh it's like it's 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 right under your nose which is why when twists like that are revealed like there is such enjoyment to go back and watch these movies again because you spot so much more and for a film that is already very meta and has all these easter eggs like generally when you actually go and focus on the plot and like you said you're just looking even back to that first opening scene and being like oh well, one killer was doing this while the other one was doing that like it adds it's got such depth uh i love films that do that and uh absolute kudos to scream yeah i'm glad i'm glad we watched it it's nice to be complimentary about a film for once particularly after <laughs> probably the- idea maybe we should do that more often. i think in airplane mode i think we probably watched about two minutes of it and the rest was just talking about social media <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh, yeah that's, that's pretty much all i've got to say on screen fucking love it if you haven't seen it you're crazy please watch it and actually i would love to hear someone's first time impression of this film as an adult because what i can't do at the moment is strip away any nostalgia i have for the film um I don't. Yeah. I can't be as objective because it's so ingrained in. I've seen it so many times, etc. But I'd love to hear someone watch and review this for the first time as an adult with the lens of with a twenty twenty lens. I think that'd be really interesting. Well, on that note, we have been Jamie and Joe. This was crap flicks and chill. Oh, sorry, good flicks and really? chill this time round. And thank you so much for joining us and listening. 
Uh, really, really appreciate it. Uh, we would love it if you did enjoy uh, this episode to uh, spread it. Go, you know, go and, go and tell some of your, your your cool friends down behind the bike sheds. You know, word of mouth is fantastic. Uh, and as Joe said, if this is your first time ever watching Scream, we would love to hear from you and let us know what you think about it. Uh, hit us up on socials, Twitter and Instagram at Crapflix Podcast. Uh, you can even email us at Crapflix. Uh, sorry, email us at our Gmail, CrapflixPodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we've recently read out some of your fantastic uh, messages and questions and that in turn has led to this this uh, the concept for this episode happening. So please do get in touch. Please give us a, a like, a follow, a share. Give us a, a, a five star review if you're feeling if you're feeling spooktacular. And until next time, happy Halloween, everybody! Happy Halloween. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should have called it Boss Flix. Oh God, this. Can't cancel all the branding, cancel the t-shirts. <laughs>